It's Monday of the fifth week of Lent. It's Passion Tide. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today our Roman station is San Crisogono. St. Chrysogonus was a soldier martyred near Aquileia during the time of the Emperor Diocletian. His cult developed very early in Rome, and his name is included in the Roman canon. His relics were brought to Rome, along with those of St. Anastasia, whose name you also hear in the canon. The station church is probably one of the first churches built originally as a church. That is, it was not a development from a house church or a cemetery shrine. This is in an area near the great wharves of the ancient city. So, in the ancient world, you can imagine how it teemed with life and activity in shops and workers. The first church was built here in the 4th century. After several hundred years of use, the first building gave way to a new church, which was started in 1123. The Cosmetesque floor, one of the best that you can find in Rome, comes from that period, though much of the interior was redone in the Baroque period. The church is in the care of the Trinitarian Fathers. These men were founded to ransom Christians from the Muslims, or else substitute themselves to win their freedom. In a little chapel here is the incorrupt body of Blessed Anna Maria Taigi, who died in 1837. In the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite today, we hear in the first reading of Holy Mass about Jonah, who preached repentance to the Ninevites. The Ninevites listened to his message and did penance. They averted destruction by doing penance. A good lesson. In the Gospel reading, however, the Lord preaches and the people rejected his message. Not good for them. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci In times of temptation, it is especially necessary for us to place ourselves in the presence of God. We are courting disaster if we do not raise our minds and hearts to God to implore His help when temptation assails us. Like the apostles on the lake of Genezareth, when their frail boat was battered by the storm-tossed waves and was in danger of being wrecked, let us cry out with the same faith and confidence when we are assaulted by the devil. Lord, save us, we are perishing. God knows our weakness and will certainly have mercy on us. Let us not lose courage if he seems to be slow in granting his enlightenment and his grace, and leaves us prey to the onslaughts of our passions. Like the Canaanite woman in the Gospel, let us continue to pray with constancy and with faith, and the merciful God will take pity on us at last. Sorrow for sins is an intention to abandon the ego. It is hard. Sometimes it is like being skinned alive, peeling away sins and getting rid of some of them, taking on a firm purpose of amendment. I believe that most people are sorry for their sins, not just because they dread the loss of heaven and fear hell. It is because they have hurt our Lord. After all, it is the cross that reveals the dimension of sin. No one ever thoroughly sees sin in its utter nakedness until he understands redemption. 
Take the errors and the stupidity and the crimes of every day. People summarize them by saying, Oh, what a fool I made of myself. There is a world of difference between that and, Oh, what a sinner I am. Fulton Sheen The Collect from the Extraordinary Form of Holy Mass. Oremus, Sanctifica Quesibus Domine, Nostra Yeunia, et Cuntarum Nobis Indulgentiam, Propitius Largire Culparum. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech you, make holy our fasting, and graciously lavish upon us forgiveness for all our sins. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen.